0: And gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode, we're going to be doing our final episode of the Untold Netflix series. This one, we're going to cover uh, the malice at the palace. Um, uh, if you don't know what that is, back in 2004, there was an incident between the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons where uh, Ron Artest, ran into the stands and started punching a fan and everything like that. And that was all stemmed from a fight that was breaking out onto the court between Ron Artest and um, and uh, Ben Wallace. Um, this, this really, really changed the game. But to be honest, there was a lot of good and bad to come out of this. There was more so a lot of bad to come out of this than there was any good uh, the story, the Netflix series is told from the point of view of Ron Artest, who now goes by Meta World Peace, uh, Jermaine O'Neal, Steven Jackson, and Reggie Miller. And then of course, a couple of other people. And then they, they've they also got the fans who are like in on it. I not want to say in on it, but who were there, you know, uh, who are like eyewitnesses of the whole thing in Detroit. And, um, I think the only good that kind of came out of this was the fact that, you know it, it it's one thing to heckle the away team it's another thing to throw to throw things at the team especially in a basketball game because you know that you 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 think for a long time like i remember when this went down i was like damn why would you why would you throw a drink at somebody like that? I don't I never understood why somebody would do that. Like it's one thing to hate on somebody, like cuz they do it at football games too, but it's another thing to just take a drink and throw it at you know, one of the one of the players and everything like that. And then and I don't know if you guys have ever been to a basketball game. That shit is expensive. Like even back then, like in 04, it was like eight bucks. Now it's like thirteen. You're fucking out of your mind if you think I'm gonna waste a beer, a soda, whatever, and throw it at somebody. So it was crazy, man. But um this this told an interesting story because the the good that kinda came out of this is that the NBA started taking into account into accountability that they weren't gonna let the inmates run the asylum. You know, That, you know, I was like, all right, we're not going to have no more of this shit. Because I think it was uh, like a couple of years earlier, you had guys like Allen Iverson and uh, Kobe Bryant and a couple of the guys wearing like, you know, the baggy, the big shirts and the baggy jeans and looking real kind of like urban. That's how they described it. And uh, things like that. And, you know, some of the guys in, in Philadelphia and some of the guys in Indianapolis were doing the same thing. And everything like that. And then after that, you know, there there was a dress code was enforced. You know, there was a lot of, you know, there was a no more, uh, you know, none of this, you know, got to be wearing team apparel, got to be, you know, they tell you to, you know, look presentable, be professional and everything like that. And then better security was going to be at all of these, uh, all of these arenas from here on out. I've been to a few basketball games where it does get a little hostile. But then again, these are like diehard basketball fans. And, um, yeah, this this really, really put a, a damper on a lot of things. Because, I think because of this incident. Now, like I said earlier, there was a lot of good, but there was more bad that kind of came out of this. I think the mo- the bad that kind of came on, out of this is that this tarnished Ron Artest's career. He's no matter what he did because he did come and play for the uh for the Rockets after that and then he went on to play for the Lakers where he did win a championship and everything like that like he he had a he had a solid career after this but his career was forever tainted for this incident and everything like that the same thing with guys like the same thing with guys who are on the Pistons team like those guys are forever remembered for that moment they, they're not remembered for the fact that the, the shocking story that they were actually able to beat the, the Lakers in the finals and everything like that. And then, um, you know, they would go on to be one of the worst teams for the next 10 years after that. Um, and to be honest, I think the person who suffered the most out of all of this was Reggie Miller. You know, Reggie Miller was contemplating retirement in this season. And because he was hurt, and because he was, uh, you know, because he was not necessarily involved, but because he was on the team, you know, he took a lot of the sabbatical as well. You know, now he had to play, he had to finish out the rest. Once he got healthy, he had to play with, he had to finish the season with a lot of the playmakers that were no longer going to be there. Ron Artest was suspended. Jermaine O'Neal was suspended. Steven Jackson was suspended. All the, All those guys were gone. You know, and everything like that. Same thing with Jermaine O'Neal and and Steven Jackson. These guys are forever remembered for this incident at the you know the malice at the palace, and it sucks that these guys who were great players, you know, ended up doing that. You know, and the guys they they say that throughout the 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 they say that throughout the documentary. The main person they felt. Really got the end of the stick was Reggie Miller, because that was a team that they thought they could actually go to the finals. Because the year before, uh, the Pacers actually went to the, uh, the Pacers had been to the finals before, but never, you know, they lose to Michael Jordan and the Bulls, or they lost to Tim Duncan and, and the Spurs, but um, it was different it was it was it was really different back then because Reggie Miller as great as he was he had never really that was the only thing he had left he had everything he was going for and you know he had kind of already stated that this was probably going to be his last year and um yeah it was kind of sad you could see the sorrowness in a lot of those guys because they looked up to Reggie they they respected Reggie and everything like that and even though and a lot of people were resentful towards Ron, because Ron did go on to win a championship in LA, you know, he was able to kind of put that on his career and everything like that. Ron, you know, was struggling with a lot of stuff mentally and everything like that, the wherewithal was not all there. And uh, but yeah, this forever changed basketball, you know, as we know basketball now, like the whole. Like, everybody says with basketball, LeBron James the best ever because, you know, he plays in this you-can't-touch-nobody league and everything like that. I I honestly felt it was at this precise moment where the NBA shifted from, as Shaq calls it, the big boy league to the kitty-cutter league. Because it it was this particular moment... That guys, you, you now flagrant fouls were like you barely touch somebody and everything like that is a foul. You barely go for a reach in, that's a foul. And everything like that. You couldn't throw guys, you couldn't toss guys anymore. And I honestly I wanna believe that this incident that happened in Detroit was the cause of it. That's the reason why flagrant fouls are much are much more delicate now than they were, you know, fifteen years ago. And uh You know, like I said, this this had shockwaves through the media and everything like that. And everybody likes to label everybody likes to label the the players being the bad guy. Like it was their fault that, you know, this shit happened and everything like that. But when somebody throws a drink on you and you kind of lose it, you're trying to maintain your composure and everything like that. By then you had enough and things like that. And. You know, there's only so much a human being can take. Forget the fact that he's a a a, a basketball player. Just you know, it, it, you at some point the human the human psyche takes over, and then you just kind of let loose and everything like that. You react without thinking. But um, but yeah, the documentary even you know was held accountable for the guy who started it. You know, he ended up going to jail for that shit, and uh, you know, a couple of guys who were there you know, throwing hands on the, uh, on the court, was just, those guys tell their, their side of the story and everything like that, it was, it was really, I was very surprised by that, the fact that they had the people who actually did it, and the people who actually kind of made it worse there that time, you know, they were, they were the part of the story as well, but then again, they are part of the story, because they're the ones, A, they started it, and B, they're the ones that kind of made it worse, you know, and, um, you know it was really bad. You know the fact that the cops had to be called, the Detroit Police Department had to go to the stadium, you know, to to restrain order, and you know the security guards and everything like that that they had on, on, on hand, you know, wasn't really enough because you're you're looking at a full on riot, twenty thirty thousand people in the stands, you know, trying to take on this entire fucking fifteen man basketball team, you know, despite the height and weight difference, you know that, that this ain't three hundred so. You know, shit's was gonna pop off eventually and everything like that. It was a heated game too. This was a game this was a game that was gonna decide the future of a lot of people. A lot of people's careers. And I think a lot of people's careers, unfortunately, are forever tainted by this moment. Yeah, Rashid Wallace and Ben Wallace and Rip Hamilton and all these guys who were on the Pistons, they did go win they did go on to win the championship that year, but you know, they kinda became afterthoughts after that because the pistons never have the pistons have never ever gone back to the championship and they've had a few playoff appearances here and there but never as a dominant team like they were in 2004 same thing with the pacers the pacers you know once reggie miller and all those guys once reggie miller retired and a lot of those guys left the team they were they quickly had to go into a rebuild mode and to be honest that team didn't get good until they got paul george those years later and, um, you know, they, they, they tried to be relevant in a lot of ways. They tried, they've tried to be relevant for a long time, but you know, it, it's like once they get relevant, it all kind of goes to shit after that. And, you know, I don't know, I don't know what the future holds for, uh, as, you know, basketball as far as D2 organizations go. But all I know is that the, the game of basketball was forever changed that day, um, uh, the malice at the palace forever changed the game of basketball. You know, they were telling the players we're not gonna have this thuggery shit. You're gonna have a dress code, flagrant fouls are gonna be much better enforced and we're gonna have more security on hand. That's why if you go if you ever go to an NBA game now, they shit they are uptight about everything. You know, and like I said, I wanna say this was the start of the whole, you know, cookie cutter, you know. The cookie cutter league that we have now you couldn't you could barely touch a guy or you could barely do something like that before you know it's considered a foul and everything like that so this forever changed the game of basketball both in a good way and in a bad way it I, I look at it as a good as a good thing because the NBA took accountability for giving the players a little bit too much freedom It's like oh hold on now now we're got to take that freedom back because now. This is what's going to happen. You can still have your freedom, but you're going to have it under these rules. And it's also looked at as a bad way because look at a lot of these guys' careers. And if you take away that moment, is their career still worthy of the Hall of Fame? I know Reggie Miller's is, but um, do you think the guys from the Pistons and the Pacers deserve to be in the Hall of Fame or deserve to have their numbers retired or deserve any of the accolades that they've gotten since? That's up for you guys to decide. Me, personally, I could care less. Uh, Steven Jackson is an underrated player, as is Jermaine O'Neal. Ron Artest is a great player. Uh, This this whole situation just kind of gave him a bad rap and everything like that. He was the fucking truth when he came here to Houston. He was the reason why we got back to the playoffs and got back into the Western Conference Finals and all that other stuff. But... um, you know, that I'm just kind of being biased towards Ron because I can give Ron a pass because he did help the Rockets get back on the right track in the mid, in the late 2000s. So, you know, as far as the Detroit Pistons, yeah, man, after guys like Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace and Rip Hamilton either retired or, you know, just left the team altogether, um, that team never really kind of got back into relevancy really at all. Um, so it was hard to do that. You know, the big bad Pistons, Weren't the same like they were in the eighties and nineties, and then that brief little run in two thousand four that they had where they won the title is the go- is the highest standard you could possibly get. But at the same time, because of the malice at the palace, that victory is almost tainted in a way because it tainted a career like Ron Artest. But it's not as t- the taint is not as so it's so it's more so on Ron and the Pacers than it is on you know. uh uh the pistons the pistons did it out of self i don't want to say self defense but at the same time there's only so like we said, said earlier there's only so much the human the human psyche is going to be able to put up with and everything like that cuz when rashid wallace gets when no when ben wallace gets fouled like that and he starts throwing punches that's it you know you're not going to be able to you know there's only so much he, he loses his temper and everything like that and that's what causes it everything but then again you know Ron Artest was being a little bit rough with them boys. Uh, So, you know, every action has a consequence. And I hope these guys can put this stuff behind them. I hope the NBA and the media can put all this behind them as well. And, um, you know, glorify the fact that these guys did have some pretty good careers going forward after this event. So... That's gonna go ahead and do it for today's episode. If you liked the episode, be sure to follow the follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, Instagram and Twitter, the Madhouse21. Let me know what you guys thought about the malice at the palace. What do you stand on it? You know, what is your opinion about it, whatever the case may be. Let me know. Instagram and Twitter, the Madhouse21. Uh, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come on, as they come out. I, as of right now, I'm watching the Monday night game right now between Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. It's pretty good. You know, Tampa Bay is kind of struggling, but, you know, they're starting to bounce back here and there. So, we'll, so hopefully that turns into a good game. That other game between St. Louis and Cincinnati is not all that great really at all. Uh, but the NFL episode will definitely drop tomorrow, and then Wednesday's episode we will see the return of of the uh, the Osaka the oh the Osaka series. I keep saying Osaka because that's how my kids say it. Man, fuck, yeah, shit. Anyway, but yeah, the um, the Osaka episode will cover episodes five and six uh, Wednesday after they drop. So. Uh, be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this podcast. And I know the end of the the end of the month is approaching, and we are getting ready to do our 31 days of horror movies. This is going to be a little bit tricky because we because just like we did last year, we had the NFL still goes on, baseball goes into their um, into their postseason uh, after that, and then of course as well the Loki series drops so in October so. October is going to is looking to be a pretty cool month, you know, you know, to say the least, because I've already got plans for, you know, the the 31 days of horror as we do the horror movies going into the month of October. So definitely looking forward to that. Be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this podcast. And of course, as always, be sure to embrace your inner madness.